This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. Lovely. I've been muting myself all day. Hi, how are you? Welcome all to LTID TV, where we're here previewing the Saturday's game against Huddersfield Town. Obviously, the fact the Foxes won the massive, massive M69 derby, because everybody knows it's not a derby unless it's got a motorway named after it. So we're feeling a bit happier than we were. Obviously, we topped that off with a lovely 2-0 win last night against Burton Albion in the Cup, so we're obviously going to win that as well. Um, we have got a lovely special guest, uh, Tom uh, from Huddersfield, who's going to be giving his thoughts on the game. And maybe I might mention Plymouth. Don't mention Plymouth. We've got away with it so far. He might not have heard it. We won't mention Plymouth. 
And of course, I'm joined by the wise, wise owl, that is Craig in the background waiting patiently. If you are new to the channel, then do make sure you're first hitting the subscribe button and giving this channel lots of love by hitting the like button as well. I can see there's lots of you in there patiently watching and waiting for the better looking people to come in. So I won't keep you much longer. First of all, introducing our guest. I don't know if he's all the way from Huddersfield, but he wears Huddersfield on his heart and sleeve. He is Tom, a Huddersfield fan. Tom, how are you doing, mate? I am, uh, I'm not too bad. How are you? You good? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all. Let me see if I can sort these screens out. There we go. So, Tom, um, I, I don't want to mention the Plymouths. We, we won't go in there. But how, how, how are you feeling this afternoon, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. I mean, we can touch on Plymouth. I think you you kind of mentioned it when we were just about to go on air. Um, it can be really difficult, can't it, playing a team who's just come up because they've got that kind of bounce. Um, Town didn't actually play that bad, really. It was just one of those classics, a bad kind of six minutes where we conceded those two goals in the second half and it just killed us. Yeah, momentum's a strange thing. I always said say that when you get a newly promoted side, no matter what league you're in, it's like an FA Cup banana skin. It's there to be had and everybody, apart from yourselves, want to see it happen in, in, a, in a weird way. It's the joys of football. Speaking of joyful things... Uh, I couldn't get anybody else that was joyful in, so I'm stuck with I'm stuck with my uh, joint co-host Craig. Craig, bring bring joy to the people when I bring you in properly. He says, "Will I figure this out one day? I will." There yes, we will. go. I'm sure you're a pro. I am natural, mate. Natural born <laughs> pro. Uh, how Hi, you Tom. doing? I'm good, thanks, Brad. I'm all yeah. good. Yeah, two wins in, two games, two wins. Let's enjoy it while we can. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> easy, this championship and League Cup malarkey, isn't it, Craig? Oh, yeah. I managed to uh, watch a rerun of the Burton game. Um, I think I think Mark Albright said it was professional. Um, yes. I think that's that's about all you can say. It was a little bit uh, soporific at times, that's for sure. Yeah, I think saying it's professional is the professional's way of saying it was kickabout. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, it wasn't was... the hardest of games, uh, was it, Craig? Quite contrast to Coventry. No, it was. Uh, I, I was a little bit disappointed, and you know, I shouldn't be because we've gone out to lower league opposition enough times, so I should have just taken the win. But then, you know that there's more there, and when it just seems like it's all a little bit slow, then um, it's a little bit frustrating. Yeah, I did nearly fall asleep. Now, Tom, uh, one thing I may have thought wise to have checked up is Huddersfield, did they recover from the Plymouth thing or have you decided to sack off the Mickey Mouse Cup? Did you go um, through? I can't remember your results. There was that many games going on. <laughs> we played Borough and lost 3-2. Um, we played at home. Uh, we are notoriously terrible in the Carabao Cup. I think it is something like, it might be 12 years since we last went past the first stage of the, that cup so um and then then I, I think we only got to the third round do you know what i mean we we're just it's just one of those cups that we're just it just doesn't work for us but i mean warnock put out a pretty young side he played played a lot of the youngsters um a couple of them impressed i think which which is going to be interesting going into into saturday um but i mean we were down to 10 men for i think it was about uh, 75 minutes of the game as well so 3-2 against Borough I mean, it's not not the worst scoreline when you when you've got a, a load of youngsters out there and just 10 men but um 
yeah, like I said, doesn't like us that cup anyway. <laughs> it was a favourite cup of ours through the uh, late nineties, wasn't it, Craig? That's a cup we prided ourselves on. It uh, was. Um, we we enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, two or three Wembley trips, I think, out of that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd stack them. Mm. Oh, sorry. And uh, obviously, we got um, we got a, a, a rerun of the final yes. uh, when we were drawn yes. against Tranmere. So. Uh, Yes, it was a, which was a blessing in, dis- in disguise because me and Craig were going, uh, me and Chris, I were doing a draw live after the watch along. And I was thinking, what just be last out? And of course, Tranmere came out and we were first out. It was nice. I'd like the same outcome. Maybe not Maybe not as close a game as it was in that final, but uh, we, we do like a good cup run. I thought you, uh, I, I thought you might be using a small um, ping pong ball instead of a microphone today, like Martin O'Neill was doing. Last night. Well, I thought about it, but after some of his comments about the game, I chose not to. I mean, yeah. Tom, you touched on your manager there, Neil Warnock. Obviously, he came in, um, you know, for his 97th retirement in three years. But he came out of retirement yet again because he's sick of being at home with his wife, apparently. Uh, she wanted him out of the house as well. So, were you happy to get him reappointed in? Or, or were you maybe thinking a bit of a change of direction? Or do you, where, where do you stand with him? Um, I, I, oh, when he came in, uh, it was kind of a, it was a win-win for him because if we'd have gone down, people wouldn't have cared because we had one. We had one. Uh, he's a he's a legend of Huddersfield, so we'd have had him for the end of the season. And then he keeps us up, and he he's he be, he just makes that mantle of being a legend even more. Like people calling for a statue outside the stadium and everything after that. So, um, and I think now with the takeover, so we've just been taken over by. Um, an American a conglomerate, is that what you call it, probably? Uh, but it's a, a man called Kevin Nagel, and there's actually a really um, interesting Q&A going on in Huddersfield Town Centre today with him and uh, a bunch of fans. So if you're interested in looking at what he's been saying, that'll be all over tri- Twitter at the moment. Um, but I think it's the right decision to keep him on. It's I think it's, it's quite good that they twisted his arm to stay for another year because um, he had a bit of a health scare at the end of the year and I think Sharon, Sharon, his wife, was a bit like, "Oh, I don't know, Neil," but he got he got the buzz from the fans, um, which is really nice to hear as well. And I think if if someone's going to kind of stabilise us, which I think we need, um, at the moment, it's it's quite a big transition we're getting. First ever foreign owner, um, we've we've just had local owners this whole time, so it's it's quite a big transition. This guy sounds like he wants to do a lot with Huddersfield as a as a town as well, not just the football side of things. So. What he's saying is quite exciting. So, but I think he there's a bit of um, there's some kind of financial fair play kind of going on at the moment. So we're being a bit restricted with who we're signing, given the fact that we haven't signed anyone yet this year. So, uh, well, spent money on them. Sorry, um, and I just think Warnock is the person that would that you can at least say, look, he's going to get hundred percent out of every player, and if if someone's going to keep him up in probably the most competitive championship we've had in absolutely years um it's this guy if you've got um tom if you've got american owners at least you know that you've got jesse marsh waiting there (laughs) yeah craig yeah 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 he's a a wise man isn't he he knows all about football i definitely didn't spend the whole entirety of last season slating leads for having him as a manager and his name when he was um i mean it's exciting time that obviously new ownerships 
we know there's certain owners out there that it doesn't always go to plan. Um, do you think it, it, are you, obviously then you're hoping that that work will be done in January? I mean, what, what what's the areas of strength that Neil would it, well, Mr. Warnock will need to look at? Assuming he's not going to be able to get much or any business done in these. Mm. I think we we've got one of the best goalkeepers in the league. So, so I think we're, if we the the thing this is this window with him was was he going to go to Luton and thankfully Luton picked up that lad from was it Swansea or something the other day anyway Luton picked up a keeper so we think we've kept all the nickels which is good uh, I think as defence is all right at the moment I wouldn't say there's it's more backup maybe that we need there but midfield we're lacking midfield we've got a very aging Jonathan Hogg as your most senior pro, and then the gap between him and everyone else is insane. You've got David Kasumu, who's probably your most next experienced midfielder, who I think is only 24, and we signed him from MK Dons last season. He, he did well, but it's a lot to ask for, do you know what I mean, players of this age to kind of step up. Um, and then, I mean, it's on, it's on every bloody team's wish list, isn't it, a striker? Um, but we we seem a bit dead in the water, man. We got Danny Ward, bless him. He is a I'd, I'd say he's a town legend. He's he's been here a lot. Um, but aging Danny Ward, Jordan Rhodes, who's potentially going to Derby um, in the coming next coming days anyway, and then a, a couple of young lads, Kyle Hudlin, six foot nine, Kyle Hudlin, and uh, Kean Harrett um, from uh, the academy. And yeah, that sounds like a well balanced. Uh balanced side i mean you're only a couple of years outside of being um you know from from your time in the premiership which maybe didn't go as well as you you were hoping when when you first obviously we will i'll ask you about how how it must have felt to be in the premiership after this but what what did it what was your expectations when you got relegated because me craig and chris and, and all of us in the comments which i'll get to the eagerly waiting people comments in a, in a, in a minute but We've kind of not narrowed our expectations, haven't we, Craig? You know, not we're not thinking, oh, you know, straight back up. We know ideally we'd want to go straight up, but back up. But we're we're almost accepting that if if there needs to be a bit of time, um, you know, that would be the case. We're happy for it as long as as long as we can see the right direction on the pitch. Was that the same for you? Is that the feeling around Huddersfield that maybe it's going to be a little bit of work before you get back up there, or are you putting your name in the hat to hopefully be in that playoff or maybe even automatic mix? Um, I, I mean, first season Prem, absolutely loved it. It was an absolute dream. Went to some away games, beat some big boys. Absolutely brilliant. Second season, <laughs> just one of the worst. But like, like from then, we've we've just had really a bad, I think it's like six years, a really bad six years since we went down. That season we went down, we had that one-off two years ago where we got to the playoff final and Forrest kind of, well, we'll speak less about John Moss at the moment. And I mean, that, that, that changes a lot, Brad. I mean, I don't think we were really set up that season either to kind of go back. The one thing that town fans wanted, the, the, the thing we were sold when we went up was, oh, that set us, that set Huddersfield kind of to be a, a competitive championship club if we ever go back down. And then we went back down and we've had, we had two terrible years one good year and then last year was terrible so it's kind of like we'll see what's going to happen this year i mean the, the one thing we just want and i I've, i don't think it's uh, wrong as a huddersfield fan to say the the least 
Huddersfield kind of expect at the level we should be is the second tier. I think that's that's kind of that's that's how I think the size of our club. I think we're a second tier team at least, and then if we can push on, um, brilliant. But um, we just want to be competitive in the championship, and the last few years it hasn't really been that. Yeah, I mean, Craig, I said there on behalf of all of us that we kind of dampened our expectations. This is a difficult, um, you know, league to get out of in, in, in general, no matter how long you're in there. Um, I mean, have the expectations changed for you going into not just this season, but th this game? Now we've got two games out of the way. But mm. I know it's only two games and it's you don't want to get carried away with yourself, but from what we've seen... Is there anything that maybe tweaks your expectations? Um, not really. I think it was disappointing that already Maresca has had to come out and try and encourage our fan base to be patient, because oh. um, in the game in the game at the weekend um, against Cov, there were rumblings. Um, mm. because of the style of football. that I mean, we thought it was pretty slow under Brendan at times, um, but there were times during that game against Cov where he took it to a new... I, 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 to be honest, I thought Johnny Evans had come back at one point and was playing in goal. Oh, um, your favourite player? I know. But it's clearly, you know, the, the instruction is, if you're winning the game, as we saw against uh, Burton, just sit there and wait for someone to come and try and get, take the ball off you. And we just mm. sit there and then hopefully once you draw them out of position, then you go into your patterns of play or whatever and we, and we can cut through. Um, it's going to be interesting against Huddersfield because I can't imagine Neil Warnock setting a team up to come and uh, to just sit and watch us play. So I think they're going to be at us. And to be honest, that probably suits us more than if you just sat back. So... Uh, it could be an interesting one. It's definitely a, a, um, a mix of styles. But I think if you got at us early on, it could be an interesting game because we're definitely uh, a team that likes to take chances around the back. So if you if you put under us, us under a lot of pressure, yeah. you could get some uh, some joy out of it. If we play through that press, then you could be in trouble. Can I ask you a question, both of you? Like, after two games... Do they look? Does it, does it look like the players are taking on what he's asking? Ah, oh, definitely, definitely they are. I think he's been been probably pleasantly surprised at, at, at the reaction that he's got, and everybody's come out and been positive. I think there's 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 the famous um, Leicester Six, as they are called now, that he he talked about in the press, where six players who had indicated they wanted to leave, have come back to him and said that they're now happy to stay because they're enjoying the way that they're playing mm -hmm. football. Whether they'll all be happy to stay if they're not in the team is another matter. Um, but you can clearly see there were, there were areas and, and times, particularly against Coventry, when you could see clear patterns of play of what they were trying to do, draw people out of position, and then all of a sudden they're left with an empty, a, a spare man. And... Uh, particularly the first goal against Cov with that when, when Dennis Pratt found himself in acres of room to get a good crossing. So mm. I think they're definitely taking it on board. Um, I think we're a little bit exposed if we turn possession over. Um, and that, yeah. if I was talking for a, an opposition manager, I would be looking to turn it over, but then move it very quickly. Yeah, because once yeah. we get reorganised, 
um, I think your chance would have gone. Yeah, and not not to play politics for you, Tom, I will answer your question, but the people in the comments have <laughs> been waiting ever so patient with me. I can hear them screaming, Brad, put my comment on, please. A lot of them just saying hello, so I'll run through them. Ryan, Tom Bradshaw sent me here. He said, so one, one, one of you has been brought over. Nice to meet you, Ryan. Hope nice you one, Ryan. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the show. And he does like to confirm that he's the town, not the Millwall player. So I'm glad we've cleared that up live on there. Don't worry, it's not live, really. We'll, we'll edit it. I'll make sure everyone knows that. Michael says, hi, Chris, and then corrects himself and says, hi, Brad. How you doing, mate? Nate's in the comments. He says, good evening, Brad, and you guys must be everyone. So, good hello from Nate. He says, everybody. Um, and this comment on load. James, good evening, James. He says, evening, Brad, evening all. Uh, and as he says here, hit them like and subscribe button. It just helps grow the channel and, and get us recognised around it. And if you can see just down the bottom there, cheeky little plug, because you're going to get an in air quote quiz between you here while I go through these comments. Give you a little thinking time. We're going to play some brownie points, if you will, between you. How many games, and I'm going through our entire history. This is according to 11 versus 11. How many games do you think Leicester have played against Huddersfield Town? Don't tell me your answers yet. Let me go. When I get through these comments, I'm going to ask you individually how many games you think we've played against each other. But yes, do... Do check out our sister channel, LTIB, LTID TV2, the quiz channel. Uh, go and show that support there for quiz shows. Um, I to give you a cheeky quiz, a cheeky plug. It works both ways. Scott says hello. How you doing, Scott? Hope you're well. Brad looks younger. Is it the old kit or a new shave? Bit of both, mate. This is the, I believe it was a 96 kit. I've got Is It on the back, so I know it's 96 at least because Is It signed for Is It 96? Uh, I think it's 96 playoff of orange kit of the year before. I always get them seasons mid up, but it, it is also clean shaving, which apparently takes 10 years off my life. Uh, <laughs> I wish it did that literally, but it doesn't. Uh, yes, James, your local team, Tranmere, we've got a rematch for them in the, uh, in the cup. 20 watching. Yeah, make sure you're hitting the likes and getting that thumbs up and getting a sharing, subscribing. Shout it out to your neighbours. Say, oh, get on YouTube and watch this. Do whatever you need to to help the channel. We appreciate it either way. I've been a fan of Warnock for a long time. Done well wherever it's been. I mean, whilst you're doing your calculations, I can see you were working really hard to figure out my question. So I'm going to throw a spanner in the works for my quiz champion league. Craig, we know in hindsight it's a wonderful thing. If Warnock was available when we got rid of Mr. Bellend, who I'm nowhere near the thing to play his infamous tune, otherwise I would do. Would you have taken Warnock during that period? See, that's uh, thinking about it. No, no. And that's, that's nothing against Warnock because I think if, if you've got a particular job to do and you need someone who can just organise you and start keeping some clean sheets so you stay in games to win points, then I think he's, he's, he's proven at what he's done but I think to do that you need the right kind of players and we didn't have a squad of Warnock type players so I don't think it would have worked at all to be honest yeah. we, we'd often said week in week out that we didn't have much bottle in our team and I think that's a minimum requirement for a Warnock team so yeah. I don't think it would have worked to be honest Craig what's interesting though he, he came into us and he openly said in the press he said um, there's no leaders in this team he said, yeah, we, haven't got, yeah. we, haven't got, we haven't got enough leaders. So I don't know mm. if that was a bit of, do you know what I mean, psychology. Yeah, to, yeah. Um, it was really interesting what he did last mm. year when he came in because he was so mm. relaxed. 
Um, is, who's Mr. Bellend? <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Bellend, right? No, this this is. I'm, this is I'm trying to think which manager it is here. <laughs> this, this Tom Bellend. This. <laughs> Mr. Bellend. I thought it was Brendan, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't it, sure. <laughs> yes, it's crazy. It's Chris's go-to joke when he gets mentioned. It's now a yeah. thing. Uh, when he when he win, I hope I've said that right. Uh, Newcastle fan, I still have PTSD after games against Huddersfield in the Championship. Good luck to the town. So you got a supporter all the way from uh, yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, two now. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. I did see a question from Scott. More for you than me, to be honest with you, because um, you'll be able to answer better than I, um, Craig. He says Brad and Craig, but this is for you. Do you think Martin Glover is doing well in his role? Um, I think time will tell. I think it'd be interesting to know how many of the people we've been looking at and the targets were already in the pipeline. I would imagine quite a lot, but then Maresca would have had to have given a green light uh, and done a lot of studying of, of the players before we brought anyone in, I think. You know, yeah. directors of football and directors of recruitment have to be constantly having a list of players that they're interested in and monitoring and keeping tabs on all of this where you think, oh, you know, we're getting rid of a player and they've got no idea who they're going to bring in. I think there's yeah. constantly uh, keeping tabs on, on players that they want to bring in. And it's just whether uh, it's the right player at the right time for the right price and the, the club will sell. But I think more and more, and I think more so with Maresca than Brendan, and I think this is where Brendan fell down, I think Maresca will look for character. And I think Brendan managed to put together a squad without characters. Uh, much as you said, Tom, uh, in, we, we had no leaders mm. in our team. All the leaders started to go. Schmeichel went. Um, Morgan retired. So we, we, and we never really replaced them with any vocal leadership on the pitch. Even Johnny Evans wasn't vocal. He had the experience, but he wasn't vocal. There was no one there that you thought would roll their sleeves up and, and start having a pop at each other. Um, and that's why ultimately I think we ended up in the in the trouble that we did. You know, we had enough talent in that squad that if there were two, three, four leaders, we would have ground out enough results and we never could grind out a result. Um, so I think Maresca will be looking at character and desire as much as anything else. Yeah, I mean, Ant, Ant from Leicester Fan Channel here, he he must be copying your notes because he said it, it's too early to judge Glover, my opinion. And he's pretty much hitting the nail here, spineless squad for a spineless manager. Okay, guys, a cheeky little plug that I did for the quiz there. Can I have your numbers? How many times? Because there's not many, spoiler alert for those. So if you're thinking 300 or something, maybe narrow your guess down just a smidge. How many times do you think Leicester and Huddersfield have faced each other? According to 11 v 11, this is. Is this including cup games, Brad? This is according to the 11 v 11, it's including cup games. Otherwise, I think we'd have about 12, Craig, I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah. So go on. Get, guess, guess before beauty, or in this case, Tom, guess before Craig. Um, well, how many games do you think? Um, I should know this because I did the I did some stats for our podcast the, oh, the other day, and I've, I've kind of forgot it. I think I think I'm gonna because uh, I I have forgot. I know that I know that Town have actually won more games than Leicester against Leicester. I think it's something like Town have won 26 and Leicester have won 23. So it's really close. So I'm gonna say it's been 
just over six sixty-eight games ish. Well, you've got a little bit of inside information there because he's got <laughs> if he got these stats wrong. Um Craig, he's gone sixty-eight ish. I'm not sure what that is what. in any foreign language, but it's sixty-eight. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm really pleased that you made Tom go first because I was way out. <laughs> where, where were you originally going to go then? Just so we I know. I was going to go really. I was going to go really low because I was thinking that we would have played each other quite a lot in the seventies. Um, mm. um, yeah, well, these do include but, Lester around Fox there. as well. This does. This yeah. record does include Lester Foss days. So I'm going to go sixty-three. Sixty-three. Three. Okay. Okay. Well, I can tell you well, that the comment section. Ant has gone 18. Uh, Scott has gone 32. James has also guessed at 26. Uh, was it Bruce's Price is Right where someone got it right? The ding, 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 ding. Because Craig is exactly spot on. Nice on Craig. Three games. And as Tom was also slightly correcting what he said, surprise, surprise, surprise. I would have a better head-to-head. Leicester have 25 wins. There has been 10 draws between two clubs. And the losses, we have suffered 28 of them. So, yeah, there you go. 63 games. Craig takes the the, the game show prize home, which is... I might let him leave early. I don't know. He won't be hard because I need him to the end. But next time, we never know, Craig. I might let you go home early if you like. Thanks, mate. James, James says, well done, Craig. There's your prize. James gives you a well done. That's all the prize you need from here because I can't afford to pay you anything because uh, I don't get paid. So we'll keep the quizzes going then because there's not a lot of history to go off. Um, Tom, obviously last time out, do you remember the result? Yeah, you beat us 4-1. Jamie Vardy scored two right. goals. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, that's, that was with some saltiness, wasn't it, Craig? Uh, certain, yeah. A certain ex-Leicester goalkeeper uh, was uh, was in goal yeah, for that game. Don't, don't even mention his name to town fans. Stop hammer time, as Leicester fans said before they realised how it was pronounced. Uh, Craig, did you go to that game by any chance? Um, I believe in there. Wait, was that the home game? I can't that remember. The, I think that was the away one. That was the away one. Yeah, I've not been to um, to Huddersfield uh, until Saturday coming, so I am going. So oh, he's my, going. Uh, That'll you be my to... first trip. Sorry. Oh, first trip. Craig, for my friend Jesse, we have seen one of, you know, the away day food things on Facebook or Twitter yeah. or whatever. I tell you what, Huddersfield, your pop pies and things that you have for the, you know, I know probably not the right time of year to have them, probably a few months out from them being in yeah. circulation. I'm not sure you know, but they look delicious. So if you get a chance to have one of them, mate, they look, I want to hear your ratings about pies them. Good. Pies, pies are good. Pies are good. The pies are good, but I would say yeah. the stand that the away fans in and where some of the town fans in, the quality does vary. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would just warn you on that one. All right, so we we basically get the leftovers from the last game. Basically, yeah, yeah. that seems yeah. to be well, last, mate, last, last May's pies, mate. They'll be they'll, we stay up, but they'll, they'll look real delicious. Yeah. Though, mate. Pies are good, though. Yeah, they are good. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. Despite the record, though, I mean, it was, I must say, done a lot in our earlier years. I think we went 20 games without getting a win against you when we were Foss. Uh, and then it took a few games when we changed our name to Leicester City to get a win. I I, I have the exact uh, competition here. Can you hazard a guess, either of you, as when the last time Huddersfield actually beat us in any competition, though? 
Um, I think I know this, but I didn't do this with my stats, Brad. Oh, um, see, I've got stats. I, get your pen and paper out, Tom. I'll get the stats for I you. I remember the night, and <laughs> it was it was away at your spot, I think. And I was think Sean, Sean, Sean Scannell scored the winner, didn't he? Was it in the oh. Cup? Was it in the FA Cup, a replay? He is just like Craig with 63. You are exactly right, Tom. You yeah. beat us in a replay in the FA Cup 2013. It stands um, out. See, that's the thing, Brad. It stands out for us because we haven't beat you for so like in the recent years. Yeah, I remember going to your spot and losing like four two when we just. I think it might be when you came down to League One and we'd just gone up. Um, oh yeah, they were the good days, weren't they? The League yeah. One days. <laughs> we love them, don't we, Craig? Um, bit of a harder trivia for you then, and it, it is the last one of here because I did struggle for trivia. I'm not going to lie. I hope your notes are longer than mine, um, Craig. Ant says, you're already relegated in the way and let you know it. Apparently, we were not nice to you on that day. Uh, says Ant, he must have been there. Who does the best food, Leicester or Huddersfield? I haven't tried the Huddersfield food yet. It's on my agenda to go to the ground. But from what I can tell, I would say Huddersfield's on locks. But Leicester's not too shabby. It's been a while since I've had their food. Uh, probably mail for the connoisseur of Craig to answer that question. But you said that was an FA Cup win. And it has been a long, long, long time. Answers, answers from both of you. When was the last time Huddersfield beat us in the league? So I'd like to give you something to cheer about. Go on, Craig, because yeah. I haven't got a clue. Nearest wins another uh, prize. The prize is smoothness. Yeah, I'm going to go back. Let's go back, shall we? Let's, because like I say, we we haven't played that much in the last couple of decades that I can think of. So. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go way back. I think 1975. He's gone 1975. Yeah, I, I was gonna go 70s as well. I was probably going um, 78 as a guess. That's a total guess because it feels we've had such big gaps, haven't we? Where we've just not played each other. Well, bizarrely enough, whilst you're in the right sort of zone, and it was a long time ago. There is somebody who is rather close, but it is neither of you. It is our man, our trusted man, Scott. 92. Now, he's gone 92. And that's not right, but it is close. The last time we played in the league, and we also beat you then, and there was a Huddersfield win. Oh, I've put Huddersfield league win, so it's what, what someone won the game. It was in 1995. So we must have it? been... Yeah, that must have been... Um, was that Premier League or were we in Division 1? Yeah, yeah, division, division one. What yeah. was Division 1, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't as long as we go we think it was, but before that time, there was a big gap during the yeah. things. I mean, I did see a massive jump in the in the years beforehand um, up to that, but it, no, it wasn't as surprising as far back as, as I can go. And, and that's all my stats. So, Tom, unfortunately, <laughs> I can't give you any more homework to add to yours. Um but yeah, I thought that was a little bit interesting. Some of the gaps between us was a bit sporadic. Um, mm. So we've got to about we've got about half halfway through the show, and obviously Tom, you've been amazing to come on. I want to get a couple of questions to you first because Craig's got the bore of dealing with me for another half hour, so <laughs> I'll give him a break. Um, um, first of all, where's the danger areas for Huddersfield apart from apart apart from not having a team, you know? level, like you said earlier. I mean, where's the dangers? What should Leicester be really worried about when they take on Huddersfield? 
and then after that, I'll get you to give a cheeky score prediction. Well, I think I think it's kind of the, the. I mean, what what did us really well the end of last year was a set pieces goal didn't come directly from a set piece on last week, but it it you know it came off the back of it kind of when we get us big lads up top. So I'd say that I'd say you got to watch the set pieces. I I don't think we look too bad down the flanks as well. I actually think. Sauber Thomas and Josh Kroma when they're when they're on it can look like really really good championship players. So um, let's say if if they're getting it wide enough and that they're on form and they're trying to beat players, that could be interesting. Got a young lad Diara who kind of plays this number ten role. He, he bounces in and out. Um, he's really good, quick, quick feet. Um, so I, I think. I'd say those are the areas. I think if Helic and Pearson get up, if hopefully Pearson's fit, he picked up a bit of a knock against Plymouth. But Helic and Pearson in the air. I mean, <laughs> Pearson, I think he was something stupid like one goal off as top scorer last year as a centre back. I mean, that tells you a lot about how bad we did last year. So, um, yeah, I'd say they, they're your danger areas for, uh, for Saturday. Right, get that over to Maresca, Craig. Get that information over. I was say, it's, a, it's a good job that we're so strong at corners and set pieces, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah, it's a good job. Yeah, it's not like we've been struggling them since God knows when, right. is it? We've, it's not like after this season was from a corner. No, no, we'll be all right. <laughs> was it against Plymouth? I, I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong here. Was it? Um, was it the Plymouth goal where the guy basically just ran straight through the um, the middle yeah. of your midfield? Because I would have thought. Yeah. Warnock wouldn't wouldn't have been particularly happy with yeah. that. So if you're going on if you're going on weaknesses, I mean, it's just like I said right at the top, you're lacking experience in the middle. An experienced, mm. not even experienced. David Kasumu was unfortunately picked up an injury in pre-season. I don't know if he'll be all right for Saturday. I doubt it. But do you know what I mean? A a player who know who's got something about him who knows that role is just taking him down there. Taking him yeah. down about 40 yeah. yards out, picking mm. up a yellow card maybe. Mm. Um, so it's just little things like that that just need ironing out. I, that's my that's my big worry for, mm. a massive worry for Saturday is how strong your <laughs> midfield is yeah. compared to ours. It's we, insane. Um, we had a similar one where there was a breakaway for Kov and I think it was Doyle who took the guy out um, in the middle of midfield and me and my lad, who we, we go together, we was like, that's such a Man City foul. That's where we got him on loan for. And they're, they're well known for, for just breaking up anything yeah. with a foul. Um, I think we yeah. showed a little bit of that Man City irritant against Burton, didn't we? You know, We were in that winning position and, and the commentator was saying well, Burton aren't really going at us, but we didn't allow them. Like so we were able to pass the ball around. You can see that tweaks. You can see that. And I know we don't always like it when they come with that tag, you know, Maresca. He looks like Pep yeah. and plays like Pep. But it's nice to see, isn't it, Craig? We, we've needed that in, in that the uh, in that area. Well, it's been really interesting that a lot of the players have come out and said how refreshing it is um, yeah. that, that they've got a, a manager with a clear plan. Yeah. Um, and that they, um... Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not sure what this is about uh, our previous uh, incumbent. Yeah, I, th I think a few of them were trying to say it nicely, weren't they? That uh, yeah. we've got a really good coach and not Bellin. a league. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to get tired of pressing that button. Get used to it, folks. Uh, uh, please stay. Don't don't leave. I'll, I'll stop. 
feast day. No, but honestly, um, so I mean, I mean, you obviously haven't had the best of starts. Um, the defeat to Plymouth, the, the Mickey Mouse Cup. I mean, it's still a major cup to us until we go out, but it's a Mickey Mouse Cup for you because you lost the game. But um, you're at home. You know, we're still getting the engine started. Coventry proved that if you can get a, in behind us and get us on the back foot, you, you know, that I think. I mean, Craig, we said after the game, you probably wouldn't have begrudged Coventry getting a result from us no, um, that, that no, day. And um, and that's it. Uh, yeah, no worries, mate. You, you you do what you need to do, Craig. Yeah. I've just seen your message there. Um, I, I don't know if you watched the game at all. Um, you're probably putting your feet up or crying into your cereal after the, the, the performance against Plymouth. But what's your score prediction? Um, and... Do, are you confident at all that you can maybe land that first blow on Leicester? Because obviously the ship's got to take a dent at some point for Leicester and um, are you hoping that Huddersfield can deliver it? Um, I At the start of the week, I said on, I actually said on our podcast, we, we're probably going to lose the game. I think I predicted 3-1. Um, but I think that Matt, who um, runs the podcast, has uh, he was very optimistic, and I've kind of, I've kind of come around to the way he was speaking a little bit, and I have a bit of optimist optimism going into it, just because, like you said, Brad. I mean, you're coming down, you, you've come down. I think, I think it works in the way we were talking about Plymouth. They've gone up, and the optimist optimism. When a team come downs as well, they've kind, they kind of, they know what they've got to do, but with a new manager, there's still that structure to find out, um, and it, it just sits there as one of those kind of. Bloody hell, if Warnock's going to do something here, it just seems like, oh, maybe we'll nick a 1-0, a 2-1 one, one win or something like that. I mean, the, the the teams we played at the... Look, they're, they're nothing to what you lads have on paper, which is <laughs> which is insane. But the teams that we beat at the end of last year with pretty similar squad we've got, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the disappointment so far. We haven't really strengthened... On what we had last year, um, you never know with uh, with Warnock. It's just the big worry in the middle. So it's kind of like I think if we can keep the ball out of the middle, play wide as much as possible, hold you back, let you have the ball. Really, if you if you want the ball, just let him have the ball. Um, I know Craig mentioned it at the start, and it's kind of like, um, are they going to press? Are they? Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know what I mean? So sometimes our press is really good and against Plymouth, it was really good because, but I think... Warnock knew that they would they would make mistakes and they did and it's really annoying. I was saying to you, Brad, before we went on, Town actually played really well and 
when when I was watching it, I was like, oh, God, we, we could have been three or four one up at half time because Plymouth were trying to play it out of the back and we press him, we won the ball back, we one on one with a keeper. It's like just silly things like that. So uh prediction. Let's go let's go a nice one all for t- I'd take a draw. I'd take a I'd massively take a draw. I'd just I just want to get some points points on the board at yeah. the moment. I mean to be fair, I mean I, I, I've said it on the show and I, we talked about stage four and live. I don't think you read too much into losing to a new promoted side. It's it's like an FA Cup third round banana skin. Like I said, everybody barring yourselves wants it to happen. And when it does happen, it's twice as worse. And you're playing, you know, I, 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 even if I take the blue tinted glasses off, some people might say, you're playing the strongest side in the championship. I mean, the, 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 the commentators last night themselves said it's, it's the strongest championship team they've seen in probably a long time, if not, since it's dawning of the championship. And I think you kind of got to take it. I just think, you know, the only time maybe Huddersfield maybe worry is if we do go out there and it's only his second league game in charge and we do go and give you a romping. But that aside, I still wouldn't be too bothered if we got a point, Craig. You know what I say, when your home games get a point away from home, would you be happy with a point or are you expecting them to make it, get it, get it, um, get it won? No, I'd, to be honest, I'd be I'd be happy with a point. I think, you know, I think clearly if we both play to, you know, our strengths, I would think that we would have enough to create enough chances, you know, to to mm. to, to win it. But it's how we stand up to, you know, the 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 physical. And I'm not tarring you as just a physical team because you've got more than that. But I think you'll certainly be more aggressive than. Um, than we will be, but then we we did see a little bit more aggression from um, from our guys against Coventry. To be mm. honest, I think he he may be trying to instill a little bit more steel in there as well. But I think if we if you allow us to play our football, then I I can see us you know uh, getting a win. But a, a draw wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad result because we do need to try and maintain a level of consistency, and you don't want to be winning one, losing one. You know, so as you said, Brad, if we can win at home and, and pick up the points away, that should be pretty uh, pretty good enough, I would imagine. But I'm, I'm expecting a tough game. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, Craig, I know you're in the prediction league, which will be getting its reveal tomorrow and how everybody's done in that. Go make sure you're checking that out. And if you're involved, I'm sure you're waiting on that. Uh, but what score are you going for in the game? I just had to check what I'd gone for, to be honest, but I think I went 2-1 Leicester. You've gone 2-1 Leicester, and I am going to go big, as I always do, because I never learn, but it wins me titles. Ask, 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 you know, ask Chris and Steve Linex, they know about me winning titles. I've gone 4-0 to Leicester. I, I feel that... I don't know if it'll be a false dawn, but I think we'll get that conference ride because I'm I'm still thinking that Leicester are going. We're almost waiting to the you know I mean it could go tits up on Saturday, but if we win on Saturday, I think then Leicester fans will start waiting for that first challenge where someone takes a point mm-hmm. off us or, or beats us, and then we'll see how we respond. Uh, Scott, well, I think it's interesting. Sorry, I think it's interesting that. Um, yeah, uh, I think uh, yeah, it's interesting that we're still being heavily linked with a couple of players, um, loan signings. Obviously, the, the guy from Chelsea looks like it's pretty much over the line. Funny, um, enough, it, funny enough, 
I was about to ask you that because Scott's asked that in the comments. Do you think we'll right. get any more time? So do continue. I just wanted to make Scott yeah, feel appreciated for it. For, he's reading my notes, is Scott. He must yeah. be. I must stop sending him the copy. Um, go on, Gray. Yeah, this Cassidy looks like he could be a, a, a real talent, to be honest. Um, and it looks like that's virtually over the line, even though, by all accounts, I think it, Lazio came in uh, late. If um, But Golden Boot and Golden Ball winner, I think, at the recent Under-20 World Cup uh, for Italy. Looks uh, a real good prospect. Uh, six foot one as well. Young kid, but a physical presence. And then heavily linked with uh, with a young winger who was at Charlton last year um, from Palace, and mm. I think that's the sort of balance that we're um, that, that we're we're a little bit missing with that little bit of creativity that we've lost with Madison, and you know for years we've been trying to trying to find a, a good replacement for Mares. So if those two drop, then I think we'll uh, we'll we'll be strengthened. And I'm not sure about ones leaving. Uh, to be honest, it looks like Castagna is going to go. Um, I would imagine Suter is going to maybe go, maybe go on loan. Um, but I don't yeah. expect too many outs, to be honest. Now, I think, um, I think you know, you don't want to be going right up to the window. I think we did really well getting most of our work done early on. We got the players who were going to go, we got out and we got our manager in. And if you look at the likes of Leeds and Southampton... It all seems to be imploding around them uh, as the windows closing. West Ham, uh, uh, Southampton, sorry, holding out for ridiculous amounts of money for their players are basically just hurting themselves because they're going to end up going and they're going to leave themselves very little time to get replacements in, I think. Whereas we said, we probably could have got a bit more money for Barnes and definitely a bit more money for Madison if we decided to hold out. But we thought we'll take what's on offer money in the bank, let's go and get the players who, who we want. And I think we'll probably benefit from that, from having a bit more of a settled team at the start of the season than some of our bigger rivals. Yeah, definitely. I think it's one, you know, if you said dream scenario with a new manager and you want business done quickly, and I'm at the point where I'm probably a little bit surprised we haven't let bodies, more players go early and try and sell for them, but we're not in a position where we really need to because financial fair play with them eight, well, the few we've sold as well, taking it up to 10, 11, have really helped us. So I don't see too many going. I mean, Castagna had a smile on his face, so it doesn't necessarily mean the end of him and then rumours died off. But, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Me and Craig have gone for a win for Leicester. Tom's gone for a draw. Tom, I'm going to let you get off so you can uh, have yourself some peace. But first, I want to say thank you very much for coming on uh, and, and, and dealing with us, you know, giving you jibes, telling you about 4-1 defeats and whatnot. Although I did give you a FA Cup win in there to try and make you feel better. <laughs> um, everybody who's watching, don't worry. There's still a bit of the show to go. Craig's going to go through his lineup prediction for me and formation with us in a sec. But, Tom, before I let you go, just let everybody know where they can go and support you and your socials, mate, and, 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 and your channel. Um, yeah, so we're the and and he takes that chance podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram and all that jazz. Um, yeah, on Spotify. Um, and I would say if you're going, if you want a nice pint before the game on the Saturday, go to Magic Rock Brewing. There's a really good uh, brewery in Huddersfield that's quite hidden oh. away. It's worth worth the worth the look. Oh well, 
Well, there you go. You, you perked up Craig's ears. He heard, he, heard, he, heard, he, heard, he heard that. He was awake for that one. There you go, guys. Do go and show Tom uh, and uh, his podcast a lot of love and support. Go over there. Give him the support by whatever means necessary you can. Tom, thank you very much for coming on and joining me and Craig and keeping us company and keeping the show alive. Um, I would wish you good luck, but like Chris used to say, I wouldn't yeah. mean it. But after that, I hope you do very well this season. Good luck. Good luck nice with the season, mate. Cheers, Brad. Nice to see you, Craig. Cheers. See you in a bit. Good Cheers. luck. Bye. Cheers, mate. All right, mate. And that was Tom, the talking clock, I nearly said then, because my brain won't function. Let me sort these out again. There we are. Craig, I hope you've mm. got your notepad ready with all your team selections. Now, <laughs> I, I, I hope you've taken note of our injuries because there is a certain issue with the goalkeeping department. Yeah. I don't know... If you've taken that into selections, we are going to do, we are going to do that. I need to figure out which screen it is that will make it better. No, because that gets rid of Craig. No, that's good. That's not so good. Just that. No, no, no. I tell you what. Then, unfortunately, we're going to have to do it the way where we'll come off the screen. Before you tell us that, though, I have to organise myself, and I swear, as as the shows get on, I will get better at doing this. But if you wish to check us out on your podcast while you're heading over and giving Tom support, you can obviously follow us on our social medias, which are just all down there. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Make sure you're following the Leicester Till I Die TV, the LTID TV ones, and none of the personal accounts because we just won't accept you on them. But as you can see there, you've got Spotify, Pinterest, and all the other major brands. And for those of you that are wondering, can I become a member? And what benefits do I get? Because you can become a a member for just $1.99. Here are the benefits. You get loyalty badges and emojis, member shout-outs. You will get always shouted out for your comments as a member. Exclusive YouTube posts come to just you if you are one. Uh, Exclusive YouTube quizzes that Chris does, the Who Am I quiz that is constantly on there. We will be doing some member-only shows. You do get a guest slot and there is something else there, but I've skillfully managed to block it off. So I'll just take this down for a second. Discounting merchandise terms and conditions obviously apply if you become a member. Now I'll pop this back up. I'll hide the banners apparently because I I want to do that. But if you are going over, I will get there, Craig. I'll I'll slowly get there. If you are heading over to go and support out Tom's channel on... um, on all the podcast platforms, then you might as well go and check out LTID TV on them. And here's where Lester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Something is coming. Something big to this podcast. Hello, Chris. And of course... Before we get over, you have to remember that this show is entailed with TalkSport. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die. Independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. There you go, you check us out there and obviously on all the podcast platforms. But now we come to the fun part. The part that we didn't do last week because it was our first show. We wanted to keep it nice and simple, didn't we, Craig? 
you've got to yeah. deal with me yeah. trying to host it with you, so you, you've got all that. And James says, it's going to tense game, can see it pan out. He's gone 2 1 Leicester. Um, Scott says, very interesting team section. Think like normal, me and Craig will disagree. You and, you and Scott not getting on? No, never such a thing. Goalkeeper Iverson, I just think experience throwing sticks. Still check uh, on the sub bench. Well, you might already be disagreeing with him with one. I don't know. But I'm going to add it to the stream. It's going to go above us because it wants to. But it w- w- can I do it where it's a bit bigger? I want to see if I can get it on here with us. Because if not, it's going to be a pain in the backside to do, isn't it? Is it going to let- No, no one wants to see us that close. Gordon Bennett. I cannot seem to be able to do it with just us two, I mate. Think you had it earlier, didn't you, when we were all down the yeah. left-hand side? Yeah. yeah, of course I could find it then, and I can't do it now. Is that going to do it? No, yeah, I hate I hate technology. I can understand why Chris gave me the job. Feel free, feel free to take me off the screen. Right. Um, question, have we gone big screen now? Can you just see one screen, or is that just me? Just us. Oh, for uh, I can see you, me, and uh, the team is sitting above it. All right, let's go to this. How about... Now, can you see the team? No. no. Oh, for God's sake. I do apologise. We had it figured out, didn't we, Craig? We had it figured out. Well, I had it figured out. Oh, this is looking better. Go. Here we go. There we go. There we go. might not be as big as I can hopefully do it, but it allows me to sort of switch between. Craig, I did not get the team sheet up in number order. Um, I can't change the goalkeeper number, but your number one choice. Now, there is a there is a talk. There is talk that um, that uh, Hamadison is not fit for the game. Although you know Moreska being ever coy has said um, we will see. Craig, I want to hear your team firstly. What like, what is your formation? Well, I think I think it's um, clear that he seems to prefer a four-three-three. So um, let's go with that. You're going to stick with a four-three-three. So what I'm going to do is because I, I I said to myself, I said, Brad, what you might want to do is you might want to get the team sheet up so you can get the team numbers and change it around. And my brain apparently went, no, don't need that. So I do apologise if you can see the numbers and you're wondering why maybe number one is not who I said they would be. But Craig, we've got a four-three-three there, bit wonky, but it's the best I can do. Who are we having in goal? Well. I mean, I, I hope that he's fit, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure, but I, I do hope he's fit because I think we're going to see throughout the season he's more and more integral to the way that Maresca wants to play. And I fully take on board what Scott said about having Everson in and um, and I can fully, fully agree with that because of, of the experience. But Maresca, I think, I think what he showed in his team selection... Uh, at Burton, that that he seems to prefer Stelarchik, um as his understudy, be, just because of his ball playing. Um, and I'm not convinced myself. He took a few chances that I didn't like. So I'm going to be optimistic and let's put let's put her Madison in. Or her whatever Madison, his name is. Brilliant. Which yeah. is exactly what I should have should have done this one because I do not know how you spell his name. Genius, Brad. Genius, Brad. Um, let me just uh, Leicester City Hermanson, something like that. We should know, shouldn't we? 
yeah, you think you think I'd be organised, mate. You think I would be organised. So you've gone for a four at the back, Chris. Why, I, uh, Craig? Why I just yeah. learn how to type a name? Uh, left back is who are we going for? We saw Justin play uh, a full ninety. Well, it was a full ninety minutes yesterday, wasn't it? I believe. Uh, is he in contention yeah. for you? I know Christensen is still struggling with a knock, so he's not in contention. Does 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 he stay in the team for you or? Is, is is that someone else? Uh, uh, is, 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 because I, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to judge it between what I would like and then trying to pick the players that fit the way that Maresca is going to play, which is a tricky one. Cheers, James. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm. Good job, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put. I'm going to put Justin in. You are going to put Mr. James Justin in. And guess what? As skillfully as I have managed to bring it up whilst I dragged that question out, it helps that Justin wears the number two. So you've gone James Justin keeping his spot. Now then, Mm. we come to the centre-back pairing. I'm going to go... I I mix up my left and right. So we're just going to go for one pair in here. We know Connor Cody is still out. Again, uh, Enzo was pressed how long. He said a couple, mm-hmm. at least a couple more days or weeks. They're still having an issue figuring out what's with the thoughts. We know Cody's not available. Does obviously mean that Harry Suter, who, yet again, I'm not saying there's a blame here, but a third manager has had to make an excuse for Suter. He gasped about Suter. And his answer was, it was purely technical reasons. He's not being picked, nothing else. Um, obviously, the press are linking him with a return to the bell end. Um, so you've really got Doyle, Faze and Vestergaard to pretty much choose from the centre-back pairing. Who are you going with? Who are you going with, though? I, I, I think Maresca will pick Doyle as left-back and Vestergaard. That's who I think he will pick. Oh, but I'm going to put Doyle in. I'm going to put Doyle in as the left centre half. You're going to pick. You're going to pick Doyle in, which has made me feel nervous. Despite you know me not not to eat a dose of humble pie, suggests that um, you know the I Doyle Vestergaard yeah. is a, a liability. But he's he, he's doing the job that I reckon you know Connor Cody is going to be asked to do when it once he's fit. Yeah. So I agree. Vestergaard is better on the ball than than probably any of the others, but. For me, he's not physical enough. And this is Huddersfield. This is a Warnock team. I think we need a little bit more physicality and a little bit more pace. And Vestergaard yes. was shown up for his pace against Kov. Um, yes, he was. Although you could argue that maybe Doyle didn't do, help him out too much at points right. in that time. But he did make up for it. He did get a block on, on a few shots. Yeah. So are we sticking with Vestergaard or are we seeing Mr... No. Matt Elliott in disguise, Wout Faze. Which one are you going for? Because I'm assuming here... I'm going to go Faze. Yeah, I'm assuming here you're not going Sutar, but we, we never know. No. So, no, yeah. Wout Faze. You make me feel a lot less nervous because despite the praise I, I did rightfully give him because mm. he did play well, um, considering everything I've said about him, I'm very thankful that you're picking Faze. So... That's I thought he played very well against Burton, to be honest. Um, they were a bit more physical, and, it, and yeah. I thought he was very good against Burton. Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about uh, Martin O'Neill, who was in a draw, uh, doing a draw, mm. an ex-Leicester legend uh, manager to a lot of people, if not everybody. 
Um, but Wout Faze, I've quoted him as like the Steve Wolf slash Matt Elliott of that era because, you know, we had a lot of injury troubles at the top end of the pitch during a part, didn't we, Craig? It's like yeah. Marshall, Claridge, um, yeah. Tony Cotting and Heskey were all injured at one point. And he threw Elliott and Walsh up front on occasions, didn't he? You know, even he, maybe yeah. even sometimes as the last roll of the dice. And I've seen that from Faze. That looks very promising, doesn't it? That he's allowing him a free reign. Yeah, I think the idea is that, you know, that if there's space to go into, he, he wants his players to go into it. Uh, and it's up to the others to be intelligent enough to cover off. So uh, that's where we're going to get caught out, you know, turning the ball over and we're not having the cover in the right places. But I think it's one of those where we're going to have to be patient and accept that we are going to mess up a few times. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's not like we're not accustomed to it, is it, Craig? We've seen it throughout the season. You know, someone used to say it'll be all right on the night. Ricardo Pereira <laughs> has taken that position as his own. Despite the smiles on the bench yesterday, there is obviously talks of Castagne leaving us. Is it just an easy pick? Do I just put Ricardo in now? Or yeah. are you going to throw a spanner out yeah. there and say someone else? No, no, I think he's been solid so far. I think he's uh, he's picked up that particular role that, Maresca wants him to play where he steps into midfield and, and creates the, the second holding or deeper midfield player really well. So I, I think he'll be one of the first names on the team sheet. There you go. Uh, there's the back four completed for you, Craig. And, and I must say, I mean, I will probably say this about someone else when we get into the midfield who you, you probably might pick. Um, contrast to how he was over the last seven. Eight or nine months under Brendan. I know he suffered with injuries. Um, let me just get rid of that comment there. I know he suffered with his injuries at the time, but there's a certain player, I'm sure you know who I'm on about in, in the midfield, who's dipped off a bit. Seems to be given a new lease of life um, under Enzo, doesn't he? Seems back to his best a little bit. I don't yeah. want to jinx it, but he, he does seem to have been taken to this role that he's been given, where he has to come in the middle a bit as well, doesn't he? Yeah. No, I think he's he's looking pretty solid to be honest, and uh, and he, he he's playing with a smile on his face, which is uh, which is good. Yeah, it, it, it's always it, it is always good when they are like that. Now, what I'm going to do is save myself a lot of time of effort and pointlessly changing a number. I don't want to make assumptions here, and the reason I put this in here in this sort of defensive diamond is because of the way this man plays, and again. Assumption is the mother of all efforts, but mm. it's is a certain number eight going straight into your team. Very impressive, Harry Winks. Who have you got in your midfield, Chris? Give, Craig, I will get your name right. Give us give us one of your names. Are you going to keep us in suspenders about? Yeah, uh, no, definitely Harry Winks. I've been very impressed so far. Um, really got a song, hasn't he? I heard yesterday. It wasn't the hardest song to remember, but it's a it's a, it's a good song. I've heard he's become quite yeah, a favourite. Yeah, he's um. The only thing he's doing uh, so far, and hopefully his, his, his touch will come out, is when he sees a gap, he does like to run with it and, and go through and, and, and carry the ball. And he has a tendency to just overrun it a little bit. And I think that's, you could probably say that about most of our midfield, to be honest, that yeah. um, their first and second touches aren't bad, but the third is usually giving it away uh, because they've overrun it. But apart from that, he... He reads the game really well. He gets his head up all the time, which is really important. So when he receives it, he's ready to to offload it again. So very impressed so far. And, and uh, 
he should be able to um, run the show in the championship most weeks, I would think. Yeah, he definitely looks a stellar boy. I said when Chris asked me originally um, what I think of Winks, I'd said championship's probably his level for him to um, gain his ground a bit, you know. In and out of that Spurs mix, uh, uh, you know, um, some Spurs fans were a bit gutted that they that he, that he got let go to us. Um, I think he's just a level to find his feet. It's perfect opportunity for him. And, you know, fingers crossed if we return, that's that's what will happen to him. Uh, probably come to a slightly difficult part of the, of the field, the two centre mids. I will get your right-sided one first, Craig, because we've seen the return of Hamza Chowdhury. Kieran Dewsby Hall, obviously a two-goal hero. Uh, we've yet to see um, Bubakari Samari get a start, but Ndidi, Pratt um, have all shown and showcased, you know, maybe someone like Pratt, we, we kind of knew deep down that he could do it um, and what he was capable of. Cowhand <coughs> wouldn't allow us to see that that often, but it's, it's where are we going, Craig? Who are we putting in well, the midfield maestro? I mean, I'm I'm putting Jewsby Hall in, but Jewsby Hall is going to be on the left of those two. Um, that that that's a, another shoe in to be the. It's the third player, is the key one in this, and so yeah, Jewsby Hall on the left, and I yeah, think this is, yeah. So this is this other midfielder. I think this is where Cassidy may get the shout uh, when we get him over the line. To be honest. Uh, for next week, obviously not not yeah. for this week. Um, he's played in Didi, and Ndidi has sort of taken to it and making his foraging runs forward. But I don't think he's good enough on the ball. He's good at winning it back, but and if you're trying to win it higher up, then maybe that's why he's moved him forward. I think so. We can try and win the ball higher up, but I'm not sure he's good enough on the ball. So. This front four, I'm going to take a little bit of a punt on. Um, so, on the right midfield, I'm going to put Dennis Pratt in. Oh, so you're going for the right... The right um, midfield. Yeah, the right where you got six. Yeah, not well, that one. Yeah, Number I knew six. that. I was testing me. I was testing me, Matt. <laughs> so, the, uh, the forgotten man, the uh, unsung hero, everybody's sort of fans favourite isn't he he's one we've always liked and wanted to yeah. see get an opportunity we maybe felt when one Belgium left this Belgium would step in and he's, he's done really well he's got an assist played well against Burton yeah. so you've gone Dennis Pratt and I've spelt that wrong yeah. because I've got the A&E the wrong way around I told you I'm organised I'm professional it's, it's, it's not live I can edit it it's fine so Dennis Pratt Dewsbury Hall no space for Wilfred and Didi you're thinking Pratt is the better man for the job against Huddersfield. Well, yeah, I'm um, just thinking he'll use the ball better. Yeah, you maybe see indeed he being the, the sub then on that occasion, maybe yeah. taking them off, give them a rest. Ah, well, yeah, I think there so. We, there we go. Well, we have two names that you couldn't say when you probably had a few beers, which is Indeedy. So thankfully, you've made sure I don't have to say that. that name too many times but then we've got Mavadidi we have a few winger choices does is Mavadidi going straight back into the team after his performance against Common yeah. I mean, it's a impressive home debut for me so yeah I think so I, I think you know I'm, I'm a little bit you know I I, I wasn't um, 
uh, as effusive in my praise as as most people were because I think early on in the game he he didn't get past his fullback. It was only when Mark Robbins took the fullback off that Mavididi yeah. came into the game. You know, and it may be that he ran him around a lot and he and he and he was uh, a little bit tired and, and got a bit of a, a hamstring pull or something. But once Robbins had made that change, I think that's where we won the game. To be honest, um, his I don't think his subs worked for him at all. That, that um, former fox paying the favour. You got to love it. Yeah. You? So yeah, Mavadidi uh, in back down on the left wing, and what I did like was the fact that he. You know, he kept going at his fullback. It didn't matter if he didn't get by him. Now, we know Barnes, I think the stat came out that uh, Mavadidi had four take-ons during the game. The most mm. Barnes had in any game last season was two. Because yeah. usually what he did was, if he didn't get by his fullback first time, he didn't bother again. Whereas Mavadidi just kept trying. You know, that's that's what it, Maresca wants. And Maresca's come out from uh, and said that in the week. And I think that's why he's trying to pick up the kid from Crystal Palace. He wants his wingers to stay wide. He doesn't want them coming in off the touchline and he wants them to get one-on-one and take on their fullbacks. So, you know, that's why he's looking for players that fit what he wants. And uh, so Mavadidi straight back in. Yeah, I think that's an obvious choice. Um, I mean, we're light on numbers on that side and we know Albrighton could go over on the left side and do a job for us, but it's not, I think we know he's going to be the the impact player, isn't he, for Leicester. He's not going to be... The, the, the pace merchant at the start of that. Probably the talking point after the Burton game. So we'll save the striker side. I'm interested to see who you put on the right because um, I'm going to call him Marseille because saying his first, his last name is very difficult for somebody who can barely speak English at the best of times with myself, it seems. Um, played okay. I thought like Casey McAteer. Um, took a while to grow into it. Maybe, you know, understandably had a bit of nerves. It was his first start for Leicester. I know he's not had a league start for us. Does that impact the decision at all? Or are we going to experience with all Brighton on the right here? Where, where are we going with this right this right winger? Yep, neither of them. Um, now, I know I've just said that Maresca likes his people, his, his wingers staying out wide. But I've I'm putting in someone who... I think is more intelligent and can take up some interesting positions. And, you know, we talked about, we you know, we're trying to find a, a Mares replacement. There's one player at the club who always looks to cut in on his left foot and get a shot off. So for me, I'm playing Ian Acho out there. Oh, Craig, you've made my day. If anyone knows me, knows my um, love affair with, Naturally, he's my boy. He's my favourite player. And I really hope if after we get these loanies in, the next news I hear is Ian Atro signed an extension on his contract because he is a favourite. And I'm, you know, this may be a shock, but I agree with you actually, um, Craig. <laughs> I agree. Ian Atro might not na- naturally won't stick to that wing because he's definitely no pace merchant to do the job that Mavadidi can do on, on the left side for us. But he does hold that ball up well. I know sometimes he gets confused over his feet. Um, but I do feel that he could benefit from having that free roam, kind of what Madison got when he was technically yeah. out there, didn't he? He had a free roam to go into the middle and collect it. A bit of a surprise one, but I'm, I'm, you know what? You know, if if Enzo leaves the post, get Craig in. What do you think? I would imagine there's Ian Acho scored more of his goals coming in off the left side 
and, yeah, um, and, and scoring with his left foot. So it's a natural for me. Um, yeah, I, I take what you say there, Nate. Yeah, that, that's why I think he's going for him. Um, yeah. I think and he'd he be really excited. Yeah, I think he's a perfect there. fit. If you've got Mavididi yeah. left, him on the right, and then that Cassidy coming in from deep, I think it's a really exciting front line. Yeah, so well, number that, nine. Yeah, I know. Well, I, that's that's just because it was one to eleven. That is not yeah. that's not a hint because some may argue that our current number nine is but a legend of the club, but need, needs to let go of that torch. He needs to take both hands off that torch and pass it. Now, the man I thought you may be fine to put in here, you've actually put on the right. Yeah. Um, there's rumours now that it will be Daka going Everton, not Ian Acho. They've spoken between our strikers. They've gone after all three of them at one point. Yeah, yeah. The question is, does does is Vardy passing the torch in this game for you? Is it a chance to give Daka a showcase? Because we know Vardy's not going to play 46 games. It's going to be more than that because we've already played one cup game. We've got another one to go. So that's 48. If we get through Tranmere, it's, you know, we're 50 games if you include getting to round three and, and, and the FA Cups. He's not going to play 50 games. He's no spring chicken. His cyborg legs have worn off and he is fully human, it turns out. I know he wasn't used properly last season and, and, and that's not really too much to judge him on. But is he holding a place in your starting eleven, Craig, here? Or is it time we give Jack Dacker the chance to shine? Give him a confidence, let him rebuild him. Or are you just saying no, main man Vardy? No, for me, Dacker. I don't think you can play Dacker anywhere else. He's he's a centre forward. He's an instinct player. If you play him anywhere, if you I mean we saw him against Northampton, to be honest, you know, when he tried to play him out wide. And it just doesn't work. When he's got time to think, he's not a bad link-up player. And him and Ian Acho have linked up pretty well, as we saw in the, yeah, in the Europa League, I think, they uh, in the conference, they, they, they linked up really well. So, for me, if you've got players who are coming deep, but you've got a threat in behind, then I think that suits Dakar. I think it suits our team, particularly on a, on a, a team that are going to be aggressive who are going to come on a little bit, which I think Warnock will want them to. I think they either sit back and leave a lot of space for our midfield to run riot, or they try and push up and leave a lot of space in behind. So for me, Daka through the middle is a much better player, twice the player he is playing anywhere else. So for me, I think it's time to give Daka a run. Well, there you have it, folks. No room for Vardy at this party in Craig's eyes. I know, I know it might be a bit difficult to see. It's the best we could do with the screen without me having to remove Craig and myself and put it on the screen and, and faff around that way. But if you have been able to, if you, for the, you know, if you have been able to see, you know what he's built. But here's Craig's team. He's gone for a 4-3-3 formation. And providing he is fit, he's sticking with Hermanson in goal. He has James Justin playing on the left. He has Doyle and Matt Elliott, a.k.a. Wout Faze, as his partner at centre-back, Ricardo Pereira keeping his spot at right-back. He has the he has the absolute machine that is Harry Winks, uh, who's already become a fan favourite. Goal-scoring um, master Dewsbury Hall keeps his position in the, in the side, but he has made a few changes, and this is where they start to happen. Dennis Pratt is given a start in Craig's eyes. He should be given a start over Wilfred and Didi. Um, I think it's warranted. A couple of assists, a couple of good plays. So 
Uh, I can't argue with that, Craig. You'd make my team, to be honest with you. So Craig changed it up there. Mavadidi goes straight back into the side on the left wing after an impressive debut of Co Coventry for Craig's side. But here's the interesting changes. Jamie Vardy is not invited to his own party. Patterson Dacker has been given a second chance to shine. I think he deserves it as well. I think he, he you know, if he's going to be here in the long run, and, we, you know, we say about Pratt giving the chance now, there's no Yuri here um, blocking his path. Now Vardy is still here, but not going to be able to play as many games. You've got to play him. And I think, like you said, his link-up play with the man you've put on the right has shown that it can reap benefits. Strange selection, but with the idea that Ian Acho will come here, probably go into a two um, while the body's pushed forward. You've gone with Ian Acho on the right wing. Not natural, but as you as you suggested, Craig, the idea is if you were to put him there, he's not actually going to be out too much on that right wing. He's going to be doing what he um, what he did, um, you know, what he does well, which is hold up the ball. He's going to be closer to Dakar to supply him. And we've seen it work, the pair of them together. Interesting lineup, Craig, but I am very, very impressed with your your, uh, your lineup there. I oh. don't have one myself, so you, you win the competition <laughs> hands down as well. Um, Optimus Brawler, hi, not seen you in here before. I uh, hope you're well and I hope you're doing all the good stuff like subscribing and like and you enjoyed it. We've not had anything to suggest that he might not play, so I've based this with Craig. You know, Cody we know is not fit, Christensen wasn't fit. But I kind of gave Craig the option that Enzo made it seem like he was optimistic he would be available for, for the game. So on that one, he has gone with Mads to go and go. But you did say, Craig, didn't you, if he wasn't, if he isn't, that yeah. it would be Iverson you would go with. So that, that, that's your answer. I would, I would, but I think he, I, I think Maresco will go with Stolarczyk. I, you know what, Craig, Craig this is going to get scary because. Maybe it's the years we've been working together, but I'm starting to review a lot. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but there you have it, guys. That has been the preview show for Huddersfield. Uh, we're hoping the Foxes can tear the Terriers apart. Yes, I did rehearse that. You can always tell I did because I didn't stutter over my words. Craig, as always, it's been a joy to have you on holding this show up Thanks, and keeping mate. the viewers here entertained while they have to deal with this muggins. Uh, I'm just going to remove this from the stream now. I can get rid of that. Hey, there you go. You get us all full face. And if you're on podcast, you're thinking, thank God for that. I'm not having to see the faces. But, Craig, it's been a joy to have you on, as always. Looking Thanks, forward mate. to the game. You've gone for a 2-1 win. Um, long may the run continue. Hey, Craig. Indeed. Let's hope so. Let's hope it's uh, another entertaining game. Yeah, let, let us hope so. Thank you to everybody Thanks, who's mate. been coming in the comment section uh i love cutting you up apparently craig as you're about to say something it's probably going to insult me it's why i do it but a massive thank you to everybody in the um in the comment section that's joined along we had a little bit of fun and a laugh of the quiz didn't we craig you, you won a bruce's prices right didn't you, you did. 63 i'm taking that yeah he's taking that he's gonna add that to his leaderboard on the quizzes he's gonna ask for a bonus point i'll have to strengthen your questions because you Craig, when we can organise it between us, are you busy, man? Yes. You will be coming on to the sister channel, LTID TV yeah. 2, the quiz show. See, I'm practising, I'm getting there. You are going to be the next contestant on there when we can squeeze you into your busy schedule. Uh, might have to come up with some harder questions for you, mate, at this rate. No, 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 no. no <laughs> Keep them nice and easy, he says. 
Yeah, you won't have Google on your side, will you? That's what it is, Craig. That's what you're saying to me. <laughs> oh dear. But no, it, forward... I mean, I've I've watched uh, I've watched a bit of them, and, it, and it's it's a tough quiz. So uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, great to have you on. Do go and show support uh, to both channels because we could do all sorts of lesser stuff on their football. Um, well, we just like to talk football, so why not make two channels of it? But thank you to everybody who's joined us in today. Uh, come on, you foxes. Let's hope we can keep the win going. And to everybody, take care and see you next time. Good night. Cheers, everyone. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.